Church, let's put the Word of God in front of us where it always needs to be. That way we're connecting the Word with prayer and also with daily life. And that's always where that anchor spot uh, is supposed to be. So let's go to the Word this morning uh, from the Gospel of Luke, and we'll return there in just a moment to a text that Mary Jo has already highlighted this morning. If you would, let us say these words responsibly. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandal, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning, church. And as we do, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ, let us always remember that from start to finish, you are Alpha and Omega. You are our Savior and our shield. Remind us, O oh God, this weekend of our calling. Remind us, O oh God, of our common creed that all people are created equal. Inspire us, O oh God, to ensure that all of your children enjoy life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Help us, O oh God, to be profoundly grateful for our freedom and security, to never take these gifts for granted, and to use them always for the betterment of all and your kingdom. God of all life, may peace and justice fill our land, and indeed the whole world. And we pray this morning for individuals, for communities, O oh God, that are jeopardized in any way, certainly for the tension and violence, Lord, to our neighbors in the Ukraine, and for many other places around the globe where people are hurting, where they've been victimized, O oh God, where safety is threatened, where freedoms are denied, and where life is treated as anything less than holy. Gracious God, grant us the yoke of Jesus Christ, binding us together always, tethered by your love, guided by your Spirit, bringing your kingdom into this world with the majesty and the miracle that Jesus can and always does. For it is for this kingdom that we now pray, using the words that Jesus taught us in what we know as the Lord's Prayer. Church, if you would, please join me now in this prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Church, I am reading from Luke's gospel uh, this morning. 
The 10th chapter is where we will begin. This is about Jesus sending out uh, the 70 uh, for ministry. What I'd like to do is read verses 1 through 6 and focus there uh, the message. So if you would, out of respect for the good news of Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask that you stand this morning, please, if you are able to do so. Hear now these words, the words of Jesus Christ, and it says this, After these things the Lord appointed seventy others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. And you may be seated. So, church, I've entitled this message uh, for this morning as we have gathered uh, to worship the Lord, uh, traveling light, traveling light. And it's amazing how the Holy Spirit uh, works and puts uh, uh, gospel uh, thoughts into our mind. And and Mary Jo has hit many of those highlights, and I I just wanted to uh, piggyback off uh, what she said. So well well done to uh, that, that good word for us. But traveling light. That's where I want to go in this text. So if you will give me just a moment, I I want to unpack what uh, was just read here uh, so that we can get a a better understanding and also, of course, always, always the Word of God being the living Word. Let's apply it, okay? Let's always apply the Word of God to everyday life. So let's do uh, just that. Back to uh, 10th chapter, beginning with uh, verse 1, it, it says this, After these things the Lord appointed 70 others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about uh, to go. Now, now this is unique to uh, the gospel of Luke, but, but here's the thing that we need to know. In the other gospel text, you see, Jesus sent out. He, he appointed, he in a sense commissioned to send out his own 12 to do just the same thing. In this particular case, there were more, of course, that being the number 70, another uh, important number there. Jesus is saying, go out. Go out. I am giving you that blessing, that anointment to go out before me to do a kingdom building, to do my work. So off they go. 
okay? And then with verse 2, listen to this. Then he said to them, so he gives them kind of a summation, okay? Here's what's going on, spiritually speaking. Pay attention to this. These are Jesus' words. He says this, the harvest truly is great. Ah, so he's speaking about the mission field here, okay? He's speaking about the harvest, yes, but he's also speaking about lives now, about people, about the mission field. And here's what he says, the harvest truly is great, meaning my word needs to go across the land and around the world. Here we go. The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Who's going to be doing the praying? Who's going to be doing the proclaiming here? Those are few, he says. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Okay, it's great. Now we need the missionaries. You see, now we need those sent out to proclaim the word, to live the word, to uh, apply the word, and here it is, to share the word of God in that help of building up the kingdom. Here's what he says, verse 3, go your way. Don't stay put, right? Don't stay stagnant. Don't stay in one place. Don't just stay in the walls, within the walls of your worship space, right? Go, he says. And and, and here's the great thing about the gospel text. Jesus is never, ever saying, stay put, is he? Okay? Just be stagnant. No, no, no. He's always saying go. You see, there is the message there that the hurting, fallen world needs to hear. Jesus' own words, verse 3, he says, go your way. Ah, but here's where it gets interesting. He says, behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Ah, let me explain that, okay? Any Christian, any follower of Jesus Christ knows this, okay? It's not a piece of cake, is it, okay? It's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not necessarily going to be an easy journey, this Christian journey, because there's going to be judgment. There's going to be resistance. As Jesus himself puts it, there's going to be confrontation. It's as though you are lambs, okay, he says. It's as though you are lambs among wolves. Let me explain that. That is a reference back to the prophet Isaiah, okay, that speaks about the ideal king, you ready for this, being like a shepherd. Did you hear that? Being like a shepherd. Jesus being the shepherd, being the king of kings, of course, okay, but also like a shepherd. So, Christians, of course, being sent out into the land, into the harvest, there is going to be resistance. There is going to be confrontation, whether it's somebody uh, pointing a finger at you or saying something to you or resisting you in some way, doubting you in some way. Here's the thing. Here's what we always need to know. We've got the great shepherd holding us, you see, with us in the palm of his mighty hand. But there will be that 
resistance. That resistance, of course, being the wolves, the predator, the enemy, of course. Moving on here, it says this, going uh, from, uh, from that text to uh, verse 4. Listen to this. Carry neither money bag knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. Jesus is saying, travel light. Did you hear that? You're not going to need things, you see, on this Christian journey. Don't depend, don't rely, not just on self, your own reasoning, your own logic. Don't rely on things. Here it is, travel light, Jesus says, and depend upon me. And that is so key. That should always, as a believer church, be our focus. So, I, I was thinking about traveling, okay, and traveling light. Of course, we are right at the height of our traveling season with it being the summer, right? Summer and traveling, summer and vacation, they go uh, hand in hand. So, so let, me, let me tell you just a minute uh, about, the, uh, about the Franklin household and traveling, okay? When we travel, okay, whether it's one day Day as a family or four days, okay, we pack for a month. Do we not, Emily? We are packing for a month, and we've got some baggage. Let me just tell you, okay? Let me just tell you, we have some luggage, and of course, we get to our destination, and none of those clothes ever stay in the suitcase, right? They are just spread all about, you know, so you, you're, you're stepping over mounds, right? And you're being very, very careful because there might be a kid under those mounds, so you're very careful as you're stepping, Lord, and being very, very kind, and praying the whole time. You're not, you're not uh, stepping on a kid. So we we travel with lots of bags. Okay, we we travel uh, with a lot. How do you travel? How do you travel with a lot of bags? Are are, are you are you traveling light? I, I've always said, you know, really the only thing that I need is a toothbrush, right? And I'm good, man. I'm traveling light. I am traveling light, but that's not always the case, right? We we've got to bring uh, some essentials. So how do you travel? Do you travel light or with a lot of bags? Okay. Now take that very question just for a minute, okay? And we can make it spiritual, can we not? Can we not? We can turn that very question into a big spiritual biblical question, okay? And it's simply this, as Jesus is giving us some instruction here, okay? Are we traveling light? Think about this. Or do we have heavy baggage. Think about that. So, the Lord gives us some direction here, and let, let, me, let me just highlight verses 2 
through 4. He says this, the Lord does. Then he said to them, hey, look, here's the harvest, okay? Here's the mission field, and it is great. It's ripe, you see, for the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. But the laborers are few, he says. Therefore, and this is so important, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into that very field, into that harvest, he says. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Now listen, here it is. The Savior says this, verse 4, carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. Here's what he's saying, church. This is okay. Depend Jesus says, upon me. Depend upon me and travel light. Otherwise, this baggage, okay, the things, they are going to weigh you down. They're going to weigh you down. They're going to blur your vision so you're not seeing the cross, so you're not seeing the kingdom. So in some cases, you're not even seeing people. You're just frustrated and you're overwhelmed and you're heavy burdened to the point, listen to this, when we are heavy burdened, we have a tendency to be hunched over, do we not? Okay. And when we're hunched over, we're seeing only the ground that is there and not the heavens above, not the very presence of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is ultimately saying, look, in your journey, in life, in your walking with Jesus Christ, depend only upon me and not the things that you carry. Look, dependence upon God is so very important. I'd like for you to one day just do a search, if you would, okay? A search, I, I did it myself, and there are so many scriptures, I can't even name them all. But if you would, just do a search one day about scriptures relating to dependence upon God, okay? Do that for me. I'm just going to mention several. This is so very important, okay? Dependence upon God and not upon self or the things that we carry. And I just want to highlight a few. Listen to this. This comes from Proverbs 16, 9. And we'll sing these scriptures out later. It says this, in their hearts, humans plan their course. Wow. Did you hear that? In their hearts, humans plan their course. We do that. That's human nature. But listen to this. But the Lord establishes their steps. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Who's really in charge here, okay? Proverbs gives us that biblical truth. Listen to this. Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail. Yes, Yes, Lord, they do. Even with good intention, flesh and heart fail. But, and this is a good but here, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Did you hear that? You see how key 
dependence upon God is. Listen to this. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, and, and you know this scripture. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Ah, here we go. Not by what we are carrying, okay? Not by our own mind, our own logic, our own reasoning, okay? Here it is. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Give God credit due uh, where it needs to be due there, church. We must depend upon God. Two other scriptures here. Listen to this one. Back to Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. I love that. And then John 15, 5, you know this one here. It's about the vine and the branches. I love this. Listen to this. Dependence upon God and God alone. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit apart from me. What? You can do nothing. Wow. Dependence upon God. Church, that is where it's at. Now, I want you to listen to this, a little bit of history, okay? And we've all seen this movie. Listen to this. In 1937, when Disney debuted, what movie? Snow White, okay? Snow White in 1937. People understood the stepmother was wicked because of her narcissistic obsession with self-image. But listen to this. However, in the last 80 years, our culture has promoted the stepmother's mirror by telling us that we deserve and need a continual diet of praise to improve our self-image, even though studies show that it does not work, church. Now, God talks about mirrors and self-image too. And I want you to hear this, okay? Back to the Word of God, James 1, 23 through 25. It says this, pay close attention here. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law, Scripture says, that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, church, doing it, that dependence upon God, they will be blessed in what they do. God's Word is a mirror that conforms us to His image and brings Him praise and glory and not, not conforming to the world, you see, and looking more worldly. Now, let me end with this, okay? Just give me one more second, and I want to speak to your heart, okay? So, pay very close attention to what I'm going to ask you, okay? Speaking about baggage, what heavy baggage are you carrying right now, church? And I'm asking myself the same exact question. What heavy baggage 
are you carrying right now that is slowing you down? As a husband, as a wife, as a parent, as a leader, as a boss, what heavy baggage are you carrying right now that is slowing you down? Okay? Is it something spiritual? Are you mad at God? Are you mad at the church? Is your relationship with Jesus Christ almost on the outs? What are you wrestling with right now that's like a millstone around your neck and that's slowing you down? Is it your need to be right all the time? Is it your need for praise? What is it? What is it that's weighing you down and that has been weighing you down? Spend some time this weekend. Spend some time in this next week really putting prayer to whatever it is that's slowing you down. And let me end with this. This day, this weekend, this week, church, is the perfect time to surrender it. Did you hear that? This day, this weekend, this week is the perfect time to let it go. All you have to say, church, is in the name of Jesus Christ, I cannot bear this baggage any longer. I can't do it on my own, Lord. I must travel light. My spirit's not right. My health is not right. I'm not right around my family. I'm not right around my coworkers. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm letting it go. I'm surrendering it. That's what we do with the heavy baggage that we cannot carry ourselves. You see, we let it go in faith and say, here it is, Lord. It's yours now. Try that, church. That will be a spiritual win for your life. Watch how your heart and your spirit and the human vessel known as the temple, okay, your body can be released from that burden. Do that and do it in the name of Jesus Christ and there will be victory. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, we come before your grace, we come before your glory, Lord, and we offer our thanks unto you, Lord. We must travel light, Lord. We know that we live in a fallen world. We know that we live in a hurting world, and there are many burdens out there. Lord, if we just come to the place where we can realize, where we can know, where we can be assured that it's better to surrender, Lord, instead of doing it with our own strength, Lord. We can be freed, Lord, from the burdens that are out there. Lord, we seek you. Lord, we are hungry for you and for your word. Guide us and forgive us. In Jesus we pray. Amen.